Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, welcome to In All Honesty, the podcast where we get real about life and all the problems that come with it. I'm Michelle Elman and I'm a five border credited life coach, public speaker, author of The Joy of Being Selfish and Am I Ugly? And I'm passionate about teaching people how to communicate, heal the wounds from the past, feel your feelings and ultimately giving you the tools you need to change your own life. This is the space where you get your personal development needs met and we talk about all things growth, self-awareness and communication with complexity and nuance. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, then stick around because I think you're going to like it here. Welcome back to another episode and this week I want to talk to you about what it looks like, what it feels like to be the end result of body confidence. If body confidence was a scale... I would say I am on the 100% end of the scale. I'm a 10 out of 10 in terms of body confidence. If there was such a spectrum and you could say you'd reached your final destination, I would say that. And it comes across badly a lot when this gets translated into short interview snippets. And I've had a lot of backlash for it. But since I have a podcast where I can talk about all my opinions and share them in length, I wanted to do that. Because I think a lot of the time when you're insecure, when you feel like your body isn't good enough and all of these things, you hope and dream to be body confident. And you look at pages like mine and you want to be me. But what does it actually look like to feel body confident? And if you'd asked me at 15, because I was insecure at 15... I wouldn't have imagined the same thing. And I think this is where part of the problem is. The reality of what body confidence looks like doesn't match up to the idea of what a lot of people think body confidence is. And so I actually just wanted to share with you what the reality is. But I think there's a lot of confusion around terms in general. So the reason why I'm saying body confidence over and over again is because it's not body positivity. And what you'll hear a lot is people go, oh, well, we can't be body positive because it's such an unrealistic goal. Being positive about your body is so unrealistic. Well, body positivity isn't actually being positive about your body and this is where it's important from the outset that we differentiate between the difference between body positivity and body confidence. 
Body positivity is a political movement that seeks to address the oppression that people who lived in marginalised bodies face on a daily basis. The discrimination, the oppression, the stigma, all of that is body positivity. Body confidence is about your individual relationship with your body, whether you like your body, whether you love your body, whether you feel positive about your body. And yes, that means body positivity is really badly named, but it's really important we distinguish between the system and the individual. It's also really important we distinguish between the reason why there is this conversation around body positivity was started by people of colour, was started by queer people and should be kept as that space is because it's not people saying, well, you can't feel positive about your body. It's about people saying every other space in the world is already accommodating of thin bodies, is already accommodating of white bodies and therefore this space is a political movement to create space for more bodies, for more representation, to make sure that other people are being seen and heard. And so a lot of the time when people get up in arms about the fact that, oh well you can't say I'm not allowed in the body positive community, it's not that, it's the fact that when you are in the body positive community you are inherently going to take up more space because you are already living in a world that finds your body acceptable, palatable and already inherently gives you more space because it doesn't see your body as a problem. Whereas for people who live in marginalised bodies, they will feel like their bodies are unsafe because with some cases, like trans bodies, they are unsafe to walk through the world. And it's also really important we address this because body positivity isn't just about weight. And I think a lot of the conversation, especially online, very much is weight-centric. And it means that the conversation around disability or the conversation about race gets lost, but that is part of the body positive conversation. I actually faced this a lot when it came to my first book because half of the stories in my first book are around illness and chronic illness and all those kind of things, my surgeries, my scars, and these are part of body positivity, but because it wasn't just a solely weight-related book, a lot of the criticism around it was around the fact that people were saying, well, it's not really a body positivity book. Well, no, your definition of body positivity is just too narrow, and my definition of body positivity is a lot more intersectional. And so I think it's really important we talk about that, but then also the fact that this new conversation is, well, body positivity is too high a goal, so we should be aiming for body neutrality. No, what you're talking about is body confidence. Body confidence versus body neutrality, not body positivity versus body neutrality. And ultimately, when it comes to that conversation, I disagree entirely. Because if body neutrality is 50% and body confidence is 100%, why are we setting the marker for 50% and saying that 100% is unrealistic? It's almost very similar to the recovered versus recovering conversations. So for a lot of people... Um, you are never going to be fully recovered from an eating disorder, you are never going to be fully recovered from um, an addiction or alcoholism, but you can be always forever recovering. I personally find it more empowering to have recovered and my only experience of that is PTSD. I got told I was never going to fully recover and that I would always be recovering. It's just about what works for you, but I also think we shouldn't be telling people that body confidence is an unrealistic goal, especially when there are people like me who live it. And I say this hand on my heart, full honesty, full authenticity, and you guys know I do not lie, I mean in the title of my podcast is In All Honesty. And I do wholeheartedly say I have 
no bad body image days and I haven't for close to eight years now. And when I say I don't have bad body image days, that's not to say I don't have any bad body image thoughts. That's to say my thoughts don't spiral into a whole day. Have I ever looked in the mirror and gone, oh, I look really tired today? Yes, absolutely. But then the next thought is, well, that's because I am tired. And then I move on with my day and I go about my day because these thoughts are not things that dictate my mood. They don't stick around because I frankly don't care what I look like anymore. It doesn't affect my mood. And so this is actually what the end result of body confidence looks like. It's the fact that I had a photo shoot this week and I've been feeling really ill. A lot of you will know this if you've been following me on Instagram. And going to a photo shoot when you don't feel ill is not a great idea because you've got bright lights and all these things. But I was doing a favor for a photographer who I love. And I also really did want to go on set. I haven't been on a set for a really long time. They're my favorite places to be when I'm feeling well. And so I didn't want to cancel. And so I had that. And the previous day, I also had an interview for Sky News, which again, I was doing as a favor for a friend. So I didn't cancel, um, even though I wasn't feeling well. And when both things came back, the photo and the video of me on Sky News, I didn't look great, I'll be honest. And I didn't care. I didn't feel any pressure to cancel the photo shoot because I didn't like what I looked like or any of these things. I, even when she showed me the photo, I was like, honestly, pick whichever one you want. I don't care. She's worked with me a lot, so she knows I never care. And she was like, but I want you to be happy with the photo. I was like, look, that photo is me. It is me today. I might not look like that tomorrow. I might not look like that in a week. I might not look like that if I felt better right now, but that is me. I accept all versions of myself. And that's what body confidence looks like. So it's not looking in the mirror every single day and going, wow, I'm the most gorgeous, beautiful human there is. And I sometimes think, social media projects that as the end goal is that you walk around thinking you're the hottest goddess in the world and it's not that it's actually much more simpler smaller things that happen day to day it's the fact that I can walk past the mirror and not look in the mirror obsessively it's the fact that when I get dressed in the morning I don't spend an hour picking out different outfits I pick an outfit and go it's the fact that I go on a date without makeup it's the fact that I don't feel the pressure to diet before a photo shoot it's small things in my day. It's the fact that on Sunday when my boyfriend wanted to go for breakfast, I went out with glasses and no makeup. And if I had been insecure, I know there would have been a time in my life I would have been like, my boyfriend can't see me without makeup. Also, he's going to be embarrassed going out without makeup. No, he absolutely is not. The only reason I would have those thoughts was because I was insecure, not because he'd ever said anything. And I left. I didn't ask him. I didn't ask for consent or permission to leave the house without makeup. I didn't ask him whether he cared whether I had makeup on or not. And to be honest, I didn't think about it once until I was recording this podcast. And I was like, actually, that's an example of body confidence. Just as I was talking, I thought of that one. But I don't think about these things because that is what body confidence looks like. So it's not this believing you're beautiful all the time thing. It's the fact that you realize beauty doesn't matter, that you are still a valid human, that you are still worthy without looking beautiful. And that ultimately the Sky News thing and the photo shoot and being on set 
That's my job that I know I can still do my job. Even if the only job that day was to look beautiful in front of a camera. Obviously Sky News was an actual interview. So what mattered more was what I was saying. But that photo shoot was literally just a portrait photo of me really close up. And so yeah, my job that day was to turn up, be me, have a picture taken of my face. And my face that day was very puffy and ill looking. And so that is the photo they got. And I do not care. When that campaign is released, it will go on my Instagram page just like every other photo, just like any other photo that I would be proud of, any other photo that I would look good in, because at the end of the day, I'm still proud of that photo. I'm still proud of my face in every angle. And it's almost that thing of, I remember one day very early on in my body confidence journey, I was looking in the mirror and I was going, wow, I look really tired. And one of my friends turned to me and went, that's because you are tired. And that's exactly what it is. I looked ill because I was ill. That doesn't make me any less beautiful. It meant I looked different. It doesn't mean I look worse. And I truly believe that. When there are days I don't want to put makeup on, I don't feel any societal pressure to put makeup on. Whether that's going on a date with someone, that's going to a meeting, or me giving a public speaking talk, I don't believe my appearance affects my performance. And I like to reflect that in my social media, or at least I try to, where, for example, I just uploaded a video of me lying in bed with glasses, with my hair a mess, oily, in a leopard print jumper, because I happen to be trying clothes on, and I just uploaded it even though it's not me done up, because that kind of appearance deserves just as much time and space on my page as other appearances that I have had. I think it's removing this idea that makeup is better, it's just different. And I truly have this relationship with my body and I'm so lucky, but I also think I've worked really hard at it. And the only reason at 28 I love my body as much as I did was because I was so insecure, so much younger and was dealing with an insecurity that ultimately I couldn't change. Having surgery scars was probably one of the best gifts because if I didn't have insecurities around my surgery scars, I probably would have had more insecurities around my weight. And weight is a message or an idea or a concept that the world tells you you are personally responsible for. But the only way to change surgery scars is to have more surgery. And so me not having an option to change what I looked like meant I had to accept the way I looked. And it meant I had to work hard to accept the way I looked from 15 years old, which is very young to be working on your body confidence and also at a time when body confidence wasn't a common word that was used. There was no Instagram at the time. And to be honest, when I became a body confidence coach at 21 years old, even the phrase body confidence was so uncommon. People thought that was code for sex therapist because body confidence, body positivity weren't words we were using. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. 
so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So I want you to just evaluate whether you are just accepting everyone else's definitions. Has someone else told you that body confidence is too high a goal? See, body confidence isn't loving your body every day. It's not thinking about your body. That's actually what body confidence looks like, is the fact that I go about my day and I have the time and energy back, what I used to spend on how I look, how other people are going to perceive me because of how I look, and what other people think about what I look like. I have all of that time and energy back, that time and energy which I would have spent changing my outfit for an hour, Think about where that time and energy is going now. It's going towards writing things. It's towards writing captions for my Instagram, getting work done, spending time with my friends and loved ones. It might even be just leaving the house early so I can go for a walk there instead of taking the tube. All of these things are more productive uses of my time than changing my outfit a hundred times. So I want you to do a few things for me. I want you to, in your brain, separate the difference between body positivity and body confidence. Even if you don't agree with my definitions, I think there should be a difference for those two terms, for those two labels, and being able to distinguish them. The second thing I want you to do is ask yourself whether you are setting the bar for body confidence too low. Whether you think that it's unrealistic and in thinking that it's unrealistic, you don't actually aim higher for it. And the third idea is I want you to actually visualize what you believe the end result of body confidence is. And if you've been visualizing or the thing you've been hoping for, the thing you've been dreaming for, your goal has been looking in the mirror and believing you're beautiful every single day, change that. Change that into something that actually matters. How and when could you get your time and energy back? That is the way it's going to impact your life the greatest. It's only in hindsight I started putting labels to my journey because those labels didn't exist. It's only when I was 21 and started helping people with their body image that these words, body positivity, body confidence, body neutrality, all became a part of everyday language. And so then I could go back and go, well, I guess that was technically body neutrality between the ages of 15 and 18. But was I using that term back then? Absolutely not. How I would phrase it is when I was 15 years old, I accepted I was ugly. And in accepting I was ugly, that might not sound like a very positive thing, but it was the best thing I could have done because it meant I put my time and energy into all the leadership roles I could have gained within school. And I realized that my strength, my power came in being a leader. And I had this idea that even ugly people live fulfilled lives. And yes, ugly people find love too. So I could also find love, but I was just going to be an ugly person who did that. And that view that I was ugly only changed until about three years later but in those three years I gained so much confidence and self-esteem in myself in the other aspects of me because I'd given up on trying to improve the appearance aspect of me or how I looked visually to the world 
And then when I was 18, what changed that point of view on being ugly was uh, dating for the first time, to be honest, and taking my top off for the first time and realizing that actually these surgery scars that have dictated so much of my life, which I thought was such a big deal, weren't a big deal at all. And that if I didn't make a big deal about it, the guys I was sleeping with barely even noticed most of the time. And then going into hospital when I was 19 in my second year of university really cemented what I guess you would call body respect and body appreciation. And again, these are labels I am using in hindsight. At the time, I didn't label it. And I actually think that was key to the success of it was that I wasn't labeling it. I wasn't consciously doing these things. I was just taking the logical, rational next step. And when I was 19 and I was hospitalized, I gained a lot of perspective about my body. I'd always had a negative relationship around my body, especially when it came to pain and how much my body didn't allow me to do. And when I was 19 and hospitalized and bedridden for six weeks, that flipped it on its head and it gave me the perspective that, yes, I can't do what everyone else can do, but I can do so much more than what anyone who has my medical record should be able to do. And that that is a strength. The fact that my body still allows me to walk. The fact that my body still is breathing considering how many organs I've been operated on. And I talk a lot more about this in my TED talk. So please do go listen to this. It's one of my proudest things that I've ever done. And it really summarizes this story in a much more eloquent way than I'm doing right now. But that was the moment where I got that respect for my body keeping me alive. And I got the appreciation of I still have a body. And... I guess it was only in the few years to come that I actually started believing I was beautiful. But that is what, nine years after I decided to start working on my body image? That's a long journey and we want these quick fixes and especially Instagram encourages that. But it takes time. Let it build, add those small pieces to the puzzle and it does make a difference. And this idea of me being beautiful was actually more so that I just decided I was beautiful. I decided it was more convenient to live in a world where I believed I was beautiful and I was so bored and tired of believing I was ugly. And I also got a bit uh, angry around the fact that who gets to decide that I'm ugly? That is so unfair. Why do you have a right to that opinion more than I do? And why does your opinion matter more than me? If I say I'm beautiful, why can't I be beautiful? So I'm beautiful, done. And what do you even have to do to constitute being beautiful anyway? And a lot of the time when I talk about this online, I will hear people go, well, beauty shouldn't matter. Why do women always have to be beautiful? Men aren't given this um, emphasis on their beauty. Well, you know what? Now that I believe I'm beautiful, I can truly say beauty doesn't matter. But when I was insecure, that's all I wanted in the whole world. I just wanted to be beautiful. You don't understand how unimportant beauty is until you believe you have it. It's almost like money. People who have money can say money don't matter. But when you are trying to scrape together money for every meal, money matters. It's the same thing with beauty. When you don't think you have beauty, beauty matters. When you have beauty, or you believe you have beauty in my case, then you truly realise how unimportant it is. And I truly think if you start reevaluating what it means to be at the end goal of body confidence, you will actually realise you are a lot closer to it than you think. And I think it's in small moments. And I think it's those small moments that we have to notice. And if you've had this end goal being so far off in thinking that the end goal of body positivity, or if you've ever looked at my page and you think my thoughts are every day I look in the mirror and go, God, you're gorgeous, then you're aiming for something that truly doesn't exist. But also, I won't lie, there are days where I look in the mirror and I go, I'm gorgeous. 
And I actually had a running joke with my housemate. Uh, my housemate and I used to be passing ships in the night. I work quite an unconventional job at random hours. And she used to work a really conventional job, but also had ridiculous hours coming home at two in the morning. So often the only time we would catch up is her walking through the door, the five minutes where she was brushing her teeth. And she would often be on the toilet while I'm brushing my teeth. And so I would often be looking at her on the toilet, but also there was a mirror behind us. And the number of times I would be like, I look good today. And it was a running joke because I actually did it so often. And it would often be because I'd spent the whole day not looking at myself. And I hadn't actually looked at myself until whatever, two in the morning, 10 o'clock at night, when I was talking to her and just happened to be looking at my reflection behind her that I'd be like, I look good today. And uh, I also remember a moment with Kenzie Brenner. Kenzie Brenner is an amazing person to follow online, but we're also in real life friends. And she stayed with me once for like three weeks, I think. And she walked into my bedroom one day and I was just completely naked and I didn't flinch. I just carried on talking and I didn't even clock it, to be honest. And she just walked in and Kenzie and the way that Kenzie does just went, oh, so when you say you're body confident, you're body confident. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, what did you think I meant online? She was like, no, there were just people online who say they're body confident, but you're body confident. <laughs> and I was like, why? And like, I was so confused because I hadn't even clocked the fact that I was having this conversation naked or that she'd walked in naked. And I also think it's important to say here that body confidence doesn't equate to nudity. Body confidence doesn't equate to being able to get more naked because nudity can be something that empowers someone, but nudity can also be something someone does because they're insecure. So you can't look at nudity as a measure for success. Also, I believe you can have conservative views on showing body showing skin all of those things and still being confident in your body and I am one of those people who I do have bikini pictures online because frankly it's the only way to show my scars but I'm never going to put lingerie photos I am never going to put up photos of me nude I am never going to put up photos of me in uh, underwear and I do believe that is different and I don't think that makes me less body confident. And I think there's something that is problematic in the fact that Instagram is the biggest platform to grow body positivity in that it implies that the more skin you show, the more confident you are. And if you aren't able to show that skin, you're lacking confidence in that some way. Because what it inherently says is that we're still having to prove that we're confident in our bodies. And I don't think that's helpful for anyone because actually body confidence never needs to be proven and your relationship with your body is just that, it's yours. And so no one else is entitled to knowing how confident you are and I actually feel most confident in my body when I'm not talking about my body, which is also why I've moved away from these body positive conversations a lot of the time. But I did want to make this episode because I'm still passionate about it. I'm still body positive as a human. It's just in my work life. And I do believe my Instagram and my podcast are part of my work life. I'm more passionate talking about boundaries. I'm more passionate talking about life coaching I very much felt like within the body positive space, within the body confidence space, I'd said all I needed to say and I got a little bored of saying the same thing over and over again for six years. So creatively and to fulfill myself in my career, I definitely moved out of that space and moved more towards life coaching and that has definitely satisfied me. 
but that doesn't change the fact that I'm a body positive human who will always care about representation and getting marginalized bodies to the front and uh, reducing the stigma and oppression that they face on a daily basis because I truly believe everyone deserves to feel safe in their body everyone deserves to feel represented in the media and no one should face stigma for what they look like Thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed this episode it would mean the world if you could leave a review wherever you are listening to this and share it on social media. Tag me in so I can share it too. Come find me at Scar Not Scared on Twitter, Instagram or TikTok. We do fun things on there like Q&A Mondays and on Friday we celebrate your boundary wins so there's a whole community of people who want to grow and heal and are just like you and we are waiting to welcome you whenever you are ready. In the meantime make sure to feel your feelings, set some boundaries, Communicate in the way you want to be communicated with. Ask for what you need. And I know sometimes you forget, but someone loves you. And I'll speak to you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 